Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Start things off. Go on then. I'm kind of hungry. I could do a sandwich. What sandwich would you recommend? Um, I'd recommend one my patented uh cheese grilled cheese sandwiches. Don't like cheese. You should know better. You should know better than that. Okay. Uh, bacon and ham. Ah, wow, it's double pork. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Why not, but, man? Why not? If you're gonna go in. But you know what? what? I think I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a Jill sandwich. You see what I did there? Jill sandwich. Jill sandwich. Oh. Jill sandwich. You get it? You get it? Well, you get it? That's as bad as the original joke. What are you, you buying? Oh God! Ew. Hello, stranger. Oh, <laughs> I'm really unnerved. <laughs> Over here, stranger. Oh God! There's something uneasy when he says that, right? Something uneasy. What are you, what are you talking right? about? Jeez. You sound like Phil Mitchell from EastEnders. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Pat. No, or Winston. <laughs> what, Pat, calm down. You know, he talks once a year. Does he talk? Yeah, is, is he still there? Is he allowed to talk yet? I, I don't even know. I don't even know. But <laughs> welcome to, and that's why we're messed up, the podcast talking about nerdery, geekism, and all in between from a South London postcode. I am Shannon. I have the instant classic over wow. here stranger oh jesus Ugh, god and, and the other side we've got big man i wouldn't go to him if i were you oh thanks hello everybody <laughs> that's that just mean for no reason what the fuck wow. thanks <laughs> that's just mean like, like, that, man, like bitches like okay like the man um, was on the man was on time he answered instantly he's got a clear mic and yet you're Big man, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what the hell. You can't win, mate. I'm sorry. You know, I've, I've had this for nearly 20 years. I think I've become pretty much accustomed to it. So it's all oh, yeah. we re-roll, re-roll. Mm-hmm. I will get you, but re-roll. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Ooh. So this week, it's my turn to discuss. You know, for those new people, I think we should explain how this kind of works. So basically, uh, Every couple of weeks, uh, one of us has researched the topic and the other two don't know what the topic is. So this week, it's my turn. And you may get a hint from Brother's wonderful, aka awful joke in the beginning. Over here, stranger. Oh, God, stop it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow, I'm in character. We are going to be talking today about Resident Evil. However... What we are going to talk about, um, we're not going to go through the whole thing um, because, as I found out recently, the canon of Resident Evil is would basically be all the podcasts that we've done up until this point because there's just so goddamn much, including a musical, which is canon. So Whoa. we're not going to... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a what? Resident Evil musical. There are... There are... There are at least three, no, two play um stage shows, and mm-hmm. one musical, and they yeah. are all canon to the Resident Evil mythology. I've seen three uh, of them. Okay, uh, allow me to ex- to quickly go over uh the extent of which is actual acknowledged canon. Right, ready? Let's go. Resident Evil. Resident mm-hmm. Evil Two. These are games. Resident Evil Three. Nemesis. Resident yeah. Evil Three. Resident Evil Survivor. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Code Veronica mm-hmm. and Code Veronica X, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Dead Aim, which basically is the, you know, like the House of Dead version. Of Res- that is also canon. Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil Zero Outbreak and Outbreak File 2, 
Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles, Resident Evil Reservations, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil Revelations 2, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which in Japan would be Biohazard 7 Biohazard because Resident Evil is known as Biohazard in Japan. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Village also includes Wesker's Report, Wesker's Report 2, Wesker's Extra Report, Experience Kai Juju, BSA Remote <laughs> Desktop, Wesker's <laughs> Report, I know. Also, Biohazard 4, Incubate, Resident Evil to Generation. We're now getting into like the anime movies. Your mom's a Kai Juju blood. <laughs> Bio Angela's Diary, Biohazard Umbrella Chronicles, Prelude to the Fall, Resident Evil The Maha the Mahara Desire, Resident Evil Damnation, Resident Evil Biohazard Heavenly Island, Biohazard The Stage, Musical Biohazard Voice of Gaia, Biohazard The Experience, Resident Evil Vendetta, and Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Bloody. That's just the canon list. There is also a semi-canon and a non-canon list. I'm not doing it here. You're a kai Gigi, blood. You're a kai Gigi. <laughs> but what I actually want to talk about is uh, we all know and love uh, the late, great George A. Romero. But did you guys know that George A. Romero was actually primed to do a Resident Evil film? Oh, yes, cool. I remember hearing about this years back. And I was actually right. like, I remember, yeah, I do remember that, actually. Right, this is what I wanted to kind of talk about with you guys, because I went down a rabbit hole... So I've read the script. Uh oh. <laughs> right. Okay. Now hear me out. Um, mm-hmm. I do love George Terry Miller. I don't know if you guys know this as well, but um, we know that Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright also love George Romero. Mm-hmm. See the Cornetto trilogy for details. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were in Land of the Dead as yes. zombies? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you Did you also know? that on that same set that George Romero had a Son of the Dead pin that he kept on through the whole recording and production of Land of Aww, the Dead. Oh, that's sweet. And it, it just fills my heart with it, like, oh, okay. So I went down a rabbit hole and I started looking into what happened around George A. Romero and the Resident Evil movie. So we're talking about the, obviously, what we got was the Paul S. Paul W. S. Um, w. S. Anderson uh, film, mm-hmm. but that had been so that had been like in development in hell for quite a while. And the truth is, not only was George A. Romero attached to it, but so was our boy Tom Savini. Mm. Oh, really? Yes. Th- this is where it gets interesting. So I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna leave links because I I think guys. It's worthy of watching them. My, my guys, my girls, my all-in-betweens who don't want to say, um, I'm going to leave links to this stuff because it's the, the, the script is deep. Um, and I just want to go through a few points. Um, so essentially, a lot of other video game movies had an impact on the production of the Resident Evil movie. So the fact that Capcom put out you know, they basically were quite quick to go and say, hey, you can use our stuff. But around the same period, we had the Super Mario movie came out. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter, the game, the movie. That is the full title. Of live, it. A- live action? Are we talking live action? Live action. Live oh, action. God. And Mortal Kombat were all around the same time. Well, the first right? one wasn't too bad. To yeah. Fair. Right. Okay. So... And obviously, as a result of Mortal Kombat, whether people do know or don't know, that was a that was also a Paul W. S. Anderson film. Mm-hmm. But he left the second one. Yes, obviously. we know how badly that went, and that's why that's when he swore he would never abandon a franchise ever again. I remember. Hence, why he still does Resident Evils, because he's like, I won't abandon it because that was awful. And <laughs> we can agree. If you've never seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation, uh, here's a clue: don't. Um, <laughs> do you know? What, do you know? What, okay, I'm gonna play Devil's Advocate because no, no I'm gonna play Devil's Advocate because I've seen the film multiple times because I wanted to like it. I'll give it credit for one thing and one thing only. And what's that? The fight choreography is pretty good. That is the only credit I'm gonna give it. Story wise, terrible. 
Point mm. terrible. Acting terrible. Everything yeah. about it was terrible, but the fight choreography was good. I like the fight choreography. And I like seeing um, seeing characters that I recognise in it, even though a lot of them mm. weren't used. But it's a horrible film. I will not like. I'm hearing a lot of people like kind of slating the the new the, the, the twenty the twenty twenty one Mortal Kombat. Like it's just like a garbage fire. And this but like, do you remember part two? Do you remember part two? I, I liked. I liked Mortal Kombat, the new one. Yeah, I liked, I li- I liked it too. I, I genuinely li- like. Fun. Say again. I said it, it's a fun film. Yeah, th- yes. th- th- there it is. Thank you very much. It was fun, but like, I don't. I, I just feel like we're spoiled because like people can't don't know how to turn off their heads sometimes just for like just to enjoy mm. films. They need like, an epic storytelling adventure, but not a lot of times you just want to switch off and just watch a car swing across a mountain once in a while, Fast and Furious. Love you. But um it was just a fun film, but people are really going Dumb in off. on it. I just wanted to see Sub Zero. I just want to see how we we're gonna do it. They did it. I was like, that's done pretty well. Yeah. Um, what what more do you I don't need a searing masterpiece. I just want fun. Mm. And that's because the problem I, today, unfortunately. We live in a world where don't get me wrong, we've been spoiled by franchises, Marvel, etc. But everyone wants that definitive masterpiece and it's not going to work every single time. No, because like, the fact of the matter is, people, film goers want you to make a film exactly how they imagine it in their heads. Which is impossible. And, exactly. But you can't tell a film goer that. You can't tell an entire film goer that. that, that. And just I'm, I take what I, I can. I can take what I get. I got more combat one, two, and more combat two thousand. Okay, out of all out of the grand scheme of things, more combat two twenty twenty one was awesome. I had a lot of fun with it. The fight choreography was second to none. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the, the storytelling. The storytelling was really cool. I love the fact they they told the story of um, Scorpion mm. Sub Zero. The fatalities were brutal. I oh, god, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Even side note, I'm not a massive Kano fan. But, but he was good. He was funny. He was hilarious. He was, yeah, he was spot on. And I give him props for that. Mm. You know, I'm going to say, can you, I want you to put a pin in entitlement and we're going to come back to it because it features in what happened with uh, Resident Evil and why George Eromero ultimately didn't do it. Fair enough. I'm okay. So <coughs> in 1997, um, Capcom struck a deal with Constantin Films. Um, they helmed Neverending Story and they attached Alan B. and McElroy to write the script for Resident Evil. But Capcom were initially anxious because even though Mortal Kombat, even though it was panned by some critics, the fans actually enjoyed Mortal Kombat and it mm. did well. Mm. Um, Straight Fighter, the movie, the, the game, the movie, nah. and Mario Brothers. Yeah, definitely didn't do well Ooh, hit, hit, at all. Actually, 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 I've got I've got a weird fact about the res- about the um, Street Fighter the movie game movie. Mm. Okay, did you know there was a video there was a video game version of the actual film? No, shut up. What? Why? Okay, yeah, there was a video, there was a video there was an arcade version. I mean, there was and you could get it on Super Nintendo in America, I think, of the film. And they actually had Akuma in it, even though he wasn't in the film. Do you know who played Akuma? No. Who? Um, his name. Um, uh oh. Ernie. Ernie. Do you remember Ernie? What's his name? Junior from um Red Sonja, Surf Ninjas, Turtles. Yes. His dad. Ernie Race yeah. Junior. Yeah, yeah. His dad. His dad played Akuma in the video game version of the Street Fighter movie game movie. Okay. Um. You know when someone should stop. You know when someone should have been put in the market. I'm just telling you. I'm. I'm telling you a fact. It's fine, and I love you, but someone should have been stopped. But they should have gone. Okay, we're not gonna have. So we have to market Street Fighter, the game, the movie, the game. The movie. For real. This is what we're doing. You, you want to go ahead? Oh, okay, cool. Um. And do you know what? Do you know what makes it worse? It looks. It looks like the original Mortal Kombat, but not as good. Why am I unsurprised? <laughs> in the um, in the other vein of uh, of weird things that happened around this time, did you guys know that Constantin Films made a never released two million dollar version of Fantastic Four made by Roger Corman? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I've I've seen the film. Uh, mm. Wow. Um, mm. Let's not. Mm. not... Uh, again, so, um, again, like people can people cuss about the Tim Story films. The Tim Story films were fucking masterpieces compared to that piece of shit right there. But anyway, 
guys, if you don't know who Roger Corman is, um, look him up. It's very interesting. He has a very interesting um, kind of filmography, I should say. Hey, anyway, big, big shout out to uh, um, to, um, to Chopping Wall. There we go, Chopping Wall, one of our personal favourites. Um, so at E3 997, Catcom reconfirmed their partnership with Constantin Films. And they said they were going to have a release in 1998 for Resident Evil, uh, the movie, which didn't happen. Um, but they did go on to spend $1.5 on a live-action commercial for Resident Evil 2, the game, obviously. And that was directed by George A. Romero. Do you know what? I remember seeing clips in a gaming magazine of that, but I never watched it. I remember seeing that. I will send it to you guys after this. I will leave links. Everything I say, I'm going to leave links to the recordings of. I have once again had a watch of this. Oh, no. Um, No, you know what? Um, I heard heard it was pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, The budget was 1.5 million because, like... Obviously, it's a case of saying, um, look, it do- it makes complete sense to have George A. Romero linked with Resident Evil 2. Everyone they lost their minds for Resident Evil when it first came out. It done really well. So it made sense to obviously have, you know, the father of the zombie genre direct a, you know, d- direct the campaign. It's a bigger budget than he was used to from what his films at the time. At this time, he'd been out of the game. Like, he hadn't really done anything for about I think, 15, 14, 15 years at this point. Mm. So it was exciting. Um, and he directed it. I will leave links to it. Um, and the effects were done by our boy, Screaming Mad George. Oh, um, Screaming Mad George. I love him. He's great. Absolutely love his yeah. stuff. Um, if you want to know what his, what his kind of effects are like, uh, have a look at the film Society. Uh, that is a really good example of the madness and wonderful, um, wonderful nature of Screaming Mad George's work. Um, but obviously, because it's going to be on TV and stuff, they had to kind of tone some things down. But he 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 made he made it work. Um, not as gory, but still got it across. Um, <laughs> Leon Kennedy in these adverts were played by Brad Renfro. Uh, Oh, piece. oh, he was supposed to be Nightmare on Elm Street, wasn't he? He was supposed to be Nightmare on um, Freddy vs. Jason. He was supposed to be yes. um, Thing Ritter's character, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I know him. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Um, however, at... Yeah, rest in peace. Um, he's no longer with us. Uh, um, so, unfortunately, though, they ended up limiting that ads campaign to Japan because Brad Renfro's career was, like, just starting to kick off. Mm. So they basically wanted to limit his involvement outside of Japan so it basically ended up staying in Japan because it didn't want to tie him to anything gory. Mm. So like I said, I will leave a link because I have found the actual ads. Um, and it's, it's, it, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's not bad, but it's interesting. And Is it very I George think... Moreau? Um, is it very... Oh, it's very George. It's okay. very, very George. Um, he, has a, he has a certain t- t- um, style. That you, he always has got, he's always got to give a message in his things. Oh, definitely. He's, and... always, got to mes- he's always got to give a message. And he really, he really focuses on the eating, the zombies eating. They did the best they could with the limitations of, of having an ad campaign. Okay, fair enough. So, like, so I'll leave a link to the stories about it where they're saying they had to basically like have not not have stuff oozing. Um, they had it more like a dried blood effect. Uh, you know, uh, so they 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 worked with it and did a really good job for what they what they could. So obviously now with that happening, everyone was like, "Well, then, duh, George is obviously going to have to do the do the movie because he's obviously done this." So speculation then was rife. Um. The Capcom liked the idea, and this is when we start to get the weird attached names, like Jason Patrick as Chris Redfield, as Samantha Mathis as Jill Valentine. Oh, the budget days, yeah. Samantha, <laughs> Samantha <laughs> Mathis. What one? What, which one? Uh, she was in. She was in Super Mario movie. I'm broken up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? She wouldn't have been a bad Jill, to be fair. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. So and, and, and Jason Patrick as yeah. Jason Patrick, bad. I'm like, 
You I'm know sure. what? I, I, I want to say that's it. Patrick. Yeah. Patrick weren't too bad. I, don't know. Actually, I, I could see that to be fair. Yeah. I could see it. I could, I could see it. Um, so in 1998, uh, Fangoria ran a, ran a, um, a story that Makoro was still attached, but the script, um, and he was still like being written and being director. But then this is followed up by the rumours of George A. Romero being attached. So it just seems to be, in general, a shit show until about July 1998 when George officially announced that he is signed on the previous week to do the directing and to do the film. Right? So, and then nothing. Um, a quote that came out then in 1999 is, it's been a mess. Um, it's just a bunch of, just bunch of drafts of scripts you know, the whole Hollywood story, and that comes from George himself. And then it followed in 1999 at E3. Capcom producer Yoshiki Akamoto said the script wasn't good and Romero was fired. Um, and a source then told IGN that Romero lacked the feel of the Resident, of Resident Evil. He essentially was, um, was tasking Resident Evil into Dawn of the Dead. Right. Here is the truth. Of from what I can gather, right? Okay. I've read the script. Okay. That person is full of shit. Okay. <laughs> um, right, and obviously we're living right now in a world where we've had Snyder do Dawn of the Dead. I'm looking forward to the new one. Um, oh, the, the, the casino the army. Yep, yeah, really yeah, looking was, forward to yeah, that I one because you know that's like my, you know, just like how uh, Zemo had that had all the messages in Snyder zombies movie i'm triggered right i'm like mm -hmm, yeah <laughs> take money yes I, I will watch yes okay um what it seems i've i've <laughs> okay the first thing it does and it, the first thing it does actually reminds me of the blade 2 cut sequence you know that that blade 2 cut sequence where oh the pimp one the, the pimp scene. sitting there yeah. in that black thing mm -hmm. right so what he does is he immediately dispenses with any war they won't they by having Chris and Jill be in bed together like done it's like we're not even we're not even playing mm -hmm. that's how it starts mm -hmm. it starts off with a bit of kind of like okay this is that they start to lay the scene where they already tell you from the get-go the very first thing actually is of you get this kind of impression in shot the people are watching what's happening in Raccoon City unfold so you already get from the get-go, George has already told you, whatever you see, you know something underhanded is happening. Mm. Which I think is like, it's almost like, let's just dispense with the formalities here. You don't know what you're getting into. Which mm. is like, okay, fair enough. Um, there was also kind of um, hints around uh, Christian, um, sorry, Christopher Walker playing Wesker. And Sarah whoa, Michelle whoa, Gellar. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, Chris, um, Christopher Walken, you say? Christopher Walken as Christopher in... Walken. Christopher Walken. There was, as, in, there as, was... in, as in the watch in my ass. That, that, that Christopher yes, Walken. Yes, yeah. yes. Christopher play, play, Walken. Playing play Wesker. Wesker, yeah. I knew you were going to have some feels about that, bro. Yeah, and this is why. Uh-oh. I love Christopher Walken. He's great. I love him. Yeah, love him. Yeah, soon. Absolutely. Could I see him playing Wesker? Oddly, yes. But do I <laughs> want to see him play Wesker? Kind of, actually, now I think that's it. I was going to say, you're, you're, you're like... Not carry on, take yeah. it back. I'll take it back, carry on. Who's Sarah okay, Michelle okay. playing? So they want, oh, come on. They want Sarah Michelle to play Jill. Yeah, that makes sense. She was she was like she was in a Buffy stage there, so yeah, definitely. There you are. Yeah. So they... So they, they they also then kind of they also acknowledge quite early on that Chris is a bit PTSD. Well, to be fair, he's like in canon to the series, he is PTSD. Which is why I'm like, okay, because they literally get so. And I'm thinking, I have to remind myself that this is the first Resident Evil film that was supposed to be. Mm. This is a world where there's not been one before. And I find it interesting because I know that when you showed me some of the stuff on YouTube, that there is the whole the musical really delves into the fact that Chris has has recently PTSD. Yeah, because like after like he basically drank himself into amnesia, um mm. pretty much. Um in fact before um after Resident Evil five, I think. Yeah, because just before just yeah, just before Resident just before Resident Evil six, he was he was kind of like recovering. Mm. 
and also the fact that we've actually managed to time this in relation to the uh, the that was coming out at, um, for Village. So well done, us. Pre ordered, pre ordered, and waiting for it to download. That's all I'm gonna say. When is it out? It's out on Friday. Oh, seventh okay. of May. Yeah, which I now I'm think, thinking about it. I don't know if my PC could handle. It. I got a feeling my PC is gonna kill my PC. But I'm oh no! I'm taking. <laughs> I got a feeling it will be fine. Touchwood. It'll be fine. Touchwood. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, so, <coughs> so then we get into that. So they dispense of that immediately. That they they slept together. Um, they also then reference that Chris Redfield is part Mohawk, giving him a backstory of a Native American background. Hello, everyone went really quiet there. Yeah, I'm. I'm... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Do I, do I have a problem with it? No. Is it necessary? No. Am I okay with it? Yeah, actually, I actually don't, I don't have a, but it's not necessary, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it says, it says um, Indians never get confused. Is what the quote is in the script. What? That's like that's like, that's like saying fish never can forget. What the fuck? Because it literally says like uh, Chris Ridwell, who is part Mohawk, says Indians never get confused. <laughs> that sounds has... racist. And then he has sex with Jill. It's like oh. <laughs> it's appalled. <laughs> it, it's a weird thing. But here's why it's it's even weirder is because it kind of the way that the scene and it could be because I've already seen this the way the scene plays reminds me of the beginning of the Resident Evil Three remake in her apartment. It's very weird. It's like I'm trying to unsee that, but That's, it reminds me of to, it. To be fair, the way you describe, I did go straight to that 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 um in the remake. I did go straight to that to her apartment. To be fair, and if you yeah, if you read it, it does kind of feel like that. And then there's a kind of they separate. They're kind of called and they're separate. So what he's all almost doing as well ahead of the game is having these two con- concurrent stories run in that we they get separated, they get called out, and then we kind of start where we're familiar with the whole stars and what have you, but we're following Jill and them, and then we follow Chris at different points. So when you have some exec saying something like, George didn't get it, and he was trying to do a message, I'm like, no, no, what it seems to be is George was out of the game. And at one point, there was also an indication that George where they were basically trying to put out this whole thing that George didn't really play the games, he didn't know them, um, and he didn't. He was trying to basically shoot. And there was they said this weird thing where at one point George Irimer wanted like the zombies to wear sunglasses and weird stuff like that. I looked into this even more. It's bullshit. Even Screaming Mad George was like when they were doing like little direction, like he was talking about like watching people play and be like, oh, we could. We could incorporate this. Reading the script, there's more. There's references to like um, there's ways he's incorporated in a really good way, like the the, tra- um, the traps and the little um, the little quizzes and stuff that you know, the, and the little things oh, that you have to go and oh, puzzles and stuff. Yeah, completely. It's referencing there, like and even okay. And this is also how weird the script is. You know, in the uh, in the first remake where you have to do that the codes to get in. Yeah. That gets referenced in that script. That script is, is ridiculously old. Like you'll see it, it will tell you, and it's like what? And it literally is like the bit when he comes into the into the PD, picks up that whole the code, the code box, to go into Raccoon Station. George Romero referenced that. There's a part where a part that happens in the mansion. I'm like, wait, what? Uncle this George- is. Yeah. weird it's that, that that's the thing is that is that the more you read it and maybe you do read it with the current lens of i mean obviously you can't help but read it in this current lens you start to see actually george is more ahead of the game the problem is it's the execs and those other people who are saying that this is not marketable and this doesn't make sense so they they kind of i mean because there's a lot of wrangling and back and forth and who owned the rights and what have you and it just eventually ended up with paul ws anderson doing it 
because obviously he had that Mortal Kombat behind him and they were like, well, you know, the, the way they kind of saw it was that what are the things that made other thing made, made game movies successful versus what made them flop? And they were kind of like, Paul W.S. Anderson? Yes! And then they hired him to do... to Because do, they basically were like, well, the other films flopped and he wasn't at the helm. But the one that was has done well in terms of returns, fans coming back and really liking it, you know, bun the critics, the fans like it, let's get him on this. But there is a very clear understanding in the script of, like, to tell me that George A. Romero did not understand how Resident Evil works and he was trying to shoehorn message in, for one, you don't understand Resident Evil mm-hmm. because there's a consistent message in throughout Resident Evil, mm-hmm. um, the whole, all the games, everything that's there. And for two, then he's some kind of psychic. He's some kind of weird psychic who's suddenly like, wait a minute, I've got this, which is clearly not what happened. And if you read it, you will see that not only did George have a really good consistent vision, I think that movie would have held up. Mm. I think that movie would have, because even like the, the, like how they lose the helicopter, how they um, lose the helicopter, and yeah, there is no, there is no, no damn Jill sandwich joke in, in that one, I can tell you. Well, it would, it would have failed then. <laughs> it would have failed that joke has made it to the original game and the remake so like, that joke is classic if you don't put it in the no I'm sorry okay, the film would have flopped Just but here's the thing imagine guys a Resident Evil with Savini on the facts oh, that'd be oh that, that's, that's an 18 that's an 18 rated film right there oh, and that's the other thing as well I think is they were is, is the whole thing of how do they put it because George was like, I don't even know why this discussion because you know I'm going to do a, 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 an R, right? I, this cannot be anything other than an R. So it's like, the George game, Aramel wasn't even having it. He wasn't the, even having discussion of making it less than an R. The game was rated R. Yeah, the game was rated R. Yeah. Sorry, what's that, Big Man? I said, ain't all the is it Res stuff all rated R anyway? Basic, all Res stuff is rated yeah, basic, R. Basically, up until they so, actually got official um, gaming ratings and that's like 16 plus kind of thing. But this is where I un- I unpin the entitlement part that I brought up earlier. While we're talking about the fact that oh, you know, people now they feel entitled to to this, it's those who feel entitled to say, actually, to one not recognize the legacy of George Romero, not recognize that almost everything that he has done has some kind of messaging in it. But two, the games have messaging in it, and George George's script seems to be on point with the, nefari- the nefarious behind the scenes. You know, not knowing. I mean, there was a really good scene in a farmhouse that I was like, "This would have been so damn good if they filmed that." Like, if that had been the intro, and I'm thinking of it in comparison to the initial, like how we're introduced. That just had the plot in. It reminds me actually of the books, bruv. Mm. In that kind of, you're not too sure what's going on, and then you'll see and how the and how the zombie dogs are revealed. I was a little bit like, "Oh, okay, that that could be a little bit." pants wet in time it's much more clarity on showing that and showing like what led them into it and the fact that they have like knowledge of the mansion what's go a, a bit of what's going on and how they end up but um yeah i mean i'd i'd, I'd if you've got some time it's it's me it's meaty uh definitely uh i would definitely read the, the george Romero script because i think that could have been the dog's bollocks if we're gonna yeah yeah. But just for the record, as awesome as George Romero, um, I say Romero was, mm. he did like House of the Dead, the film. So just for the record, he, he did. Everyone's allowed one bad movie to like. Says the man with a collection of quite a few bad movies. But... Hey, 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 look! <laughs> 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 Ain't about me today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's like he's like cussing. <laughs> It's not about me to be, he's not running away. It's not about me to be, but... Sorry, big man. Your collection isn't that bad. It's gotten better. Let me put it that I hold my bad films proud and close to my heart. Oh, completely. I have, I have, I have bad films. I just love ripping big man about them. You know, it's, it's, it's our thing. But, um, <laughs> sorry? It's a yearly tradition. Very true, very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into a full rant. Cause, and basically, if I'm not careful, I'm just going to end up literally just recanting the script for the film that it could have been. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to kind of pause a bit 
and ask what you guys think. Because, I mean, obviously, I think we didn't, didn't we all see the, the, we saw the, the film together, right? The, didn't we well, all go together? I was, I was, one well, of our I, trips? well, I was working at the cinema at the time when the first one came out. I'm sure uh, we probably did. I, I think we did, you know. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, and when it comes to the Resident Evil film franchise, it still holds a little place in my heart. I can't help but love it. Because, like, yeah. like, like, um, the first one wasn't perfect, but it had elements of the game that I loved. Um, the second one I loved to death because it had a lot more elements of the game that I loved. And mm. like, I'm, I'm going to be straight up. The rest of the films have been dumpsterfires, but I still love them. Like, the problem with the movies, I, I do pretty much enjoy them. I think my, fe- my best one, favorite one is probably Apocalypse. Yeah, that's, my, that's, probably, yeah. that's probably my favorite one too. But that one, that was one got slated the most, though, to be fair, which I think, why? It was so much fun. I had a nemesis in it, man. What the fuck do you want? <laughs> what else, else can you see a fist fight between Nemesis and the, the made-up character, Alice? Miller, <laughs> you're your other thing. Yes! <laughs> but to be yes. fair, it was pretty, pretty smooth, yeah, to see Wentworth Miller appearing after Life is Chris. Yeah, that was the worst oh casting I've ever had in my entire life. Like, <laughs> I, wait, wait, he's Chris. He, I forgot that. Yeah. Oh, I can remember now. Trapped in a prison, just like his prison break character. Yeah, and then like it was, it was Ali Latter as um as Claire. Like, oh, and then and like they actually did introduce Leon and and Ada, and it was like. No, 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 you, no, 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 you, you, you're not Leon, you're not, well, Adel's not too bad, I guess, but Leon, no, you're not Leon, it's just, they were dance to fires, but I love them, <laughs> I hope but love them, it's just, they're just, I will why? not, um, why do you love them, why do you love them, tell me why you love them, because they're stupid, <laughs> they're so stupid, it's, it's so, it's a brain lovely popcorn, no, it's a no-brainer, you don't need to think, just fun, yeah, it's like, I, like I, I, I like. I think after the third one, I just stopped expecting, like an, uh, uh, like like an accurate depiction of the game. I stopped expecting that. And I thought, okay, they're probably gonna play some homage here and there, but this is not Resident Evil anymore. It's just a, it's just a film, and I find a film entertaining, but it's just so stupid and so wrong. Who the fuck is Alice? Like, who is she <laughs> really? Oh, she's an old woman that. Help that help create umbrella. Now and she got herself cloned to stop umbrella from becoming what they are now. So she failed basically. I what? Mean, but but in but in terms of the madness that is the Resident Evil timeline, that's not the craziest they've ever gone. How crazy did they go? They go. They, they go pretty crazy. Oh before. god! Which one are you referring oh. to? Those says. I was, oh my god, Salazar, Salazar, Leon, Leon. Oh, oh, Ashley, uh, Ashley, Salazar, the twins, the one on the train, one with the the virus in Africa. That's, right, that's the last one I played. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> to be fair, Res- oh, here you go, go on, big man. Oh, no, I said after the virus in Africa, that was pretty much it for me. Yeah, but I, I just tapped out. I mean, you know what? Great fun. See you later. Then yeah, I was done after that. I've got to say, Japan. This is like walking out like, yeah, but, but I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, your mum, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, Japan, I love you, but you, you, you do us dirty sometimes. Why do you, like, like the Africans in Resident Evil 5 are so black, they're white. Like, they've got this really, like, they've made them so, like, overly black. They've got this white sheen to them. That's just like, dude. No, oh. no, mm, Japan, you've seen there are black people over there. I know there are. I've seen them in like my Power Ranger Power Ranger shows. So I know you. I know you know what black people are. You, you can you can do a better job than this. Come come on now. Look at Ben. You did a DC. You, you did that black guy a little bit fine. But come on now. Oh What's my that? god! I have a weird tangent. Weird tangent is this, bruv. You're gonna love this. In uh, Japan, there's uh, a man who dresses up as a Power Ranger to help people with their to help with their luggage on the trains because Japanese people don't like to ask for help, but they're fine from a Power Ranger. I'm not joking. This is a serious thing. Is this a job you can actually get? 
because I have a new life. I have a new life goal. There you are. I, I just thought I'd drop that in there. Just just to just to lighten the just to lighten the day. I'll send you the link to the article of that. Okay, cool. Um, but on that level, can we just give credit to how beautiful uh to how beautiful the uh the new RE engine is? Oh, because oh, the re-engine. Black, the re-engine black thugs be popping because that cop <laughs> before he was unceremoniously killed by spade um yeah that cop be popping his he, he had he he had clearly uh you know he'd, he'd moisturized i could see the cocoa butter he looked good before he got killed oh. because they because yeah five was a are you taking the absolute i've got sim skins that are better than that seriously <laughs> real boy come on no no the RE engine is a bit... I have to say, the RE engine is a beautiful... I I fangirl on that engine. Because that is... It's beauty. It's a thing of beauty. Mm. I just... And terror. I just want to say... Terror. Because, my God, I have backseat games, bruv, on, on Resi 7, on Biohazard 7 Biohazard. I love to call it that. <laughs> my, my God, is that thing terrifying. Um, entrails. I mean, who knew they could look so... Uh, real and as they're shoved in your face <sighs> you okay there? no, no. <laughs> yeah. it wasn't that bad it was that bad it was that bad and what's the dlc we had to do we had to eat worms or or oh or... um oh, oh um Zo- zoe's end zoe's end yeah zoe's end. yeah dude man i became i became luke cage that was awesome <laughs> oh yeah I mean, it really popped in your mouth. Oh god! <laughs> she's over, she's overreacting. I was playing the game; it was fine. I am not overreacting. She's uh, overreacting. You can find the video. You can find it on YouTube. It's uh, anywho. Um, I love the RE engine. Um, but yeah, for those you know, and also for those few people who have not played Resident Evil, bruv, what would what would be the best introduction? Because I feel like seven is a is a lot. That's a lot to tell someone. Have you played it? Well, to seven. be fair, seven would be a good entry due to the fact that it just changes the game because it's like a new. It's, it is pretty much a new Resident Evil because like it's not. It was never done that way before, so it would be mm. good. But like, if you wanted to start properly, maybe Resident Evil One remake. One. Mm. Um, that was yeah. What is your verdict on the remakes? I love the remakes because the re- we have re- been, we have been blessed. The remakes add new elements, and if I'm gonna blame anything. If I want to blame anyone for like elements that I hate and love at the same time, I'm going to bear Resident Evil 7. And the element I'm referring to is fucking Jack Baker. Jack Baker. God damn. Big man, the fact that you said you haven't played, I just feel like you're missing out on Baker because you haven't really been petrified until you've been run around the house by mm. a scary man. Yeah, what gets me about the yeah. whole Jack, Jack Baker thing is that he just chases you throughout the game until oh, you have... play against Baker and I've, and I've screamed and that's me watching you play mm. so I'm not going to take that chance to yeah I value g- the life I have left and you know <laughs> just happy to just embrace one day at a time thank you <laughs> and what gets me what gets me about that because of this this new this that new mechanic they added it in the Resident Evil 2 remake so when you see Mr X for the first time he basically follows you throughout the whole game when, when he when he's introduced because what going got me is that because in my mindset when I played the original Resident Evil 2 um, you didn't deal with Mr X until you completed the A side of Resident Evil because because like there were two discs one Claire disc one Leon disc when you completed the Claire disc you got Leon's B side and when you did Leon's A disc you got Claire's B side the B side was basically when you guys got separated is what you were doing when the other person was doing their thing on the A disc basically oh yeah and mm. And on the B side, that's when you dealt with um, Mr. X, AK, Tyrant, whatever number he was. And you would trigger the Tyrant or uh, Mr. X by doing certain things or going to certain places. And that, that, those would be lo- the, um, the, the times mm. you dealt with him. In Resident Evil 2 Remake, you trigger one event and then basically he is in your life forever. When I mean he's in your life forever, you just, you just hear his... Walking around, walking around the whole place, not doing. You this. have to admire, like you have to be the, the mechanics because it's almost like 
to keep gamers on their toes they have done some amazing mechanics to keep the games not just resident evil but like say horror games in general tight um i mean the best example of that is left for dead the, the, the director i mean that is some amazing that's a, a, an amazing mechanic the fact that you kind of don't play the same game again and again mm. and also what i didn't like in um in pt yeah. Where basically, I think the mechanic actually is is that the she, ghost is always tethered to you. you. Yeah, she's always it's always you. behind you, and you so you always feel that that discomfort. You just don't know, but if you turn at the wrong time, you won't see it. So I would love to see what the mechanic is that they've done with the tyrant, uh, Mister X in in RE, and see what that is. I mean, I'm sure we'll find that in the course of time. You know that it was like, you know, it, or it might it might be like what, what it did in isolation. You know, it had a mechanic where it basically was if you made too cheats. much noise like cheats yeah where it cheats yeah, basically, basically cheats. cheats so it's like yeah the xenomorph in isolation is a camper basically yeah. I, I remember I had to get to a, a point it knew I had to get to a point so basically just, just stood there and I was like you're a dick you are a camper you are the worst <laughs> you're, 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 you're but the... also it also tracks sound and sound coming up for sound as well yes I know in that the too. real world yes I know so, that's why, that's why I turned like, thing. I'm like that's a bitch move how dare yeah. you what Mm-mm. Even though, like, it's free on Epic, I was like, "Yeah, I'm... no, no, why?" So it can camp and bite my face off. I have that. Don't use it without this. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, sorry, big man, you got anything to say? You're very quiet today, man. You're right. No, I'm just taking it all in because it's just hearing how much Res has evolved from the old school PS One dogs running through glass windows to having someone follow you 24 7 throughout a game completely evolution completely but to be perfectly honest i actually forgot that the new res was out this week i thought it was way later down in the year which i mean we're, 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 in, we're in weird time right now we don't know what is up or no, what is we... down and <laughs> but as as i think brother and i were talking about this off mic uh about last week we were saying that we almost don't know because Capcom have been consistent of just been like, they haven't, they've just gone, here it is, it's out. You know, like, yeah, what? Exactly. It's coming out. What? Mm-hmm. No, because no, since the RE engine, once again, we got the RE engine, since the re engine, literally like an after biohazard, they're like, right, okay, remake's out. And then I think as, we, as remake two was, remake was out, and it was like, yeah, two's coming soon. It's like, what? We just got, we just got, so they'll make cries out. It's like, what? But we just, we just, yeah, eight's out. What? So I don't know if it's because we're in in the pandemic or what, but yeah, the RE engine is consistent, and so far they just seem to be very much like they're giving us very little time on the hype train to be like yeah, and they just have a release where it where it's out, and yeah, I'm 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 appreciating that if anything. Yeah, remember when uh, we saw the trailer and I'm thinking, what is this dated game? It looks um, oh my god, it's Resident Evil. That was my reaction. I thought, you know what? It's been a while. I'm prepared to go back. And then after seeing you play the previous one, I thought, maybe not just yet. Yeah, maybe I'll put it back just a little bit. Man up, man. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> I think that's what I like about the remake is the fact that even is that it actually, for those who haven't played it, I do recommend you play it. Is that because it all, if you, if you haven't, if you have played the originals, that actually goes against you, in my opinion, because you are like, this is what I'm going to do. And I feel like this, this has happened with, with, with a recent spate of remakes, uh, in particular Final Fantasy VII. They depend on you to know certain things. So if you do, you go, well, I'm going to go here now. No, I'm not. Oh, definitely not. Oh, that, that's all new. That's all new to me. Oh, okay, great. It's a good thing because you feel a bit cocky on the remake where you're like, I've got this. I know that. I've came this. Oh no! Resident Evil does that a lot to me. Yeah, that's why. That's why I didn't play. That's why I didn't play um, the demo. Any of the demos for the village because when I play demos, it gives me a full sense of like security. Like I know what I'm doing for when the main game comes out. So I didn't play any of the demos for village. I thought, Do you know what? I'm just gonna go in and refresh and see what happens. Did you play demo for seven? I didn't actually. No, I didn't play any. Oh. Like, I think the only demos I played were for the first for Resident Evil, Resident Evil Remake Two, and Resident Evil Nemesis Remake, or Resident Evil Three Remake. Those are the only those are the only demos I actually played. <coughs> I, 
think weirdly I played the Resi Seven. I did. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't finish it. <laughs> Do you finish a demo, sis? I think if you played it, nothing was nothing was lost. I I, I think if anything, you might have hobbled you because once you're you're kind of right. It was a bit like I was gonna be like this. Um, not in a bad way. It just is a bit like oh, and then when you play, it, it's like oh no, Ethan has no cardio. Right. He is not that bad. Oh my god. Ethan has no cardio. Neither do He's you. Like, <gasps> Excuse me. I have cardio. No, it's not high. I have car- I've got more cardio than Ethan. Ethan's got more Ethan, cardio than you. Ethan you, did not have you, that I, <laughs> wearing. Look, Ruboy. I bet you. I bet you if you had a race. If Jack Ethan was win. after me after that, I'd be Usain Bolt at this bitch. I'm mm-hmm. out. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, had something, I had something to run from. That's yeah. it. That's fine. Mm. You're just an internet troll. You're literally just, just cussing <gasps> that man right now. And she's like, you can't no. fuck that. It's oh, wow. worse, worse, what makes it worse? The man doesn't even exist. You're cussing the man out, even though what he's been through and everything. Nah, nah, I'm having it. Love you, I've got something to say to counter that, yeah? Mia. Oh, fuck Mia? What are you talking about Mia for? I'm talking about Ethan here. We're bringing Mia, we're bringing Mia into the situation, man. Fuck her. <laughs> I hope she. I hope she's definitely dead in the village, man. She better be dead. As you she said, she does. She doesn't exist. Why get so hype? But she's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she better be. She better be dead in the village. She better be dead. If she comes out. She like, like, Ethan, am I okay? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we we're dead. Damn it. You know you want to shoot a character, but you can't. I don't think you could. Mia. I shot a few times, but she just didn't, this didn't take. <laughs> yeah. Mia. God damn. Anywho, on that note, I think that might be a good place to end it with our display to rage that fictional characters. <laughs> Fuck me, <I'm> uh, <laughs> that's how I messed up. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank you to everybody uh, who's listening. Uh, thank you uh, for all those new listeners, old listeners, old subscribers. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at sentyoudevendors at G- I can't speak. Sent Jude Avengers at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram at messed up pod. Ralph, what's your socials? You can find me on uh, YouTube on the Instant Classic Gaming. You can also find me on Twitch, TikTok, and Instagram under Instant Classic underscore gaming. Big man. You can find me on Twitter at war3782. Um... Oh. <laughs> That was so loud. <laughs> you can buy me a freeze. Run them pockets. You can find me on Instagram at, at Mr. Underscore Roberts under V underscore V1. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. And at Twitter as an and. And messed. And, and yeah. messed. Oh my god, we fluffed it this week. I didn't. I was perfectly, I was perfectly fine, Maggie. I don't know about you guys. Like you guys. Okay. Is... On that note, thank you very much for listening. All of y'all, stay safe. Uh, get in contact with content that you would like us to cover in future. All right, but um, until then, take care. Look out for yourselves, and uh, yeah. Fuck me up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for real. Fuck me up. Later. See you later, people. And that's why we're messed up. Produced by the St. Jude's Avengers, edited by Instant Classic Gaming, and music produced by Box Room Music.